Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, as the This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You are making the world a better place by listening to the Joy of Living podcast. This is your guide to achieving a more purposeful, powerful, and positive life. Join Barry Shore in unlocking the best version of you and becoming happier, healthier, and wealthier. And now, here's your ambassador of joy, Barry. Sure. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved immortal brings and good looking people. Remember, you're good looking, you're always looking for and finding the good. That's why you tuned in to the Joy of Living podcast with the humble host, Barry Shore, because you know that on this show we discuss the three basic fundamentals of life. And when you utilize these funda three fundamentals of life, you will be happier, healthier, and wealthier. Who doesn't want that? So you've tuned in because you care the most in the entire world about the most important person in your life. You because when you become the best you, you make the world a better place. You build more bridges of harmony, you create more joy, happiness, peace, and love in the world. And you are going to be well rewarded today because we're going to be working with, listening to, and playing with one of the most interesting people I've had the pleasure of meeting over the past couple of years. She will captivate your mind and your heart and give you hope for the future. Yes, her name is Soleil, and we'll be with her in just a few minutes. So in the interim, as I said, we work with the three fundamentals of life, and they are, number one, life. Your life has purpose. And when you lead a purpose-driven life, number two happens. Now, in this case, it's a good number two. You go MAD. Now, MAD is a wonderful acronym that stands for make a difference. You lead a purpose-driven life, you make a difference in the world. And the third fundamental is to uncover the power in the secrets of everyday words and terms. Simple example, if you ask anybody, uh, well, right now, this show is being carried around the world. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of you around the world are tuning in. It's carried over the internet. Ask anybody, what does WWW stand for? Invariably, they'll tell you it's over the internet. And factually speaking, they're correct. However, in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, WWW stands for what a wonderful world. <laughs> and of course, what a wonderful world is a great song. Say a huge thank you and a tip of the hat to Louis Armstrong Satchmo for enabling that song to go viral and not just touch tens of millions or hundreds of millions, but billions of people around the planet. And whenever you hear the opening bars of that amazing song, what a wonderful world. What do you do right away? You can't help but you smile. Now, smile is one of the most important words you're going to internalize, utilize it, leverage in your life because smile stands for seeing miracles in life every day. That's right. Seeing miracles in life every day. Let me tell you a quick story. It's about me. And by the way, I just recently did an in-person show 
you had 1,172 people in the audience. And when I tell the story about Barry Shore and seeing miracles in life every day, people raise their hands and say, hey, Barry Shore, I haven't seen any miracles lately. And I asked him, are you here? Can you hear? Can you stand still? I can't do that. Can you walk? I can barely do that. Do you have water to drink? Do you have food to eat? Do you have a place to sleep? Do you have family or friends? Every single one of those is a miracle. And here's the proof, simple proof. A million people didn't get out of bed this morning. You know why? They died. By definition, if you're watching or you're listening, you didn't. Therefore, you have an obligation to live life to the full. So let me tell you the story. Again, it's about me. Imagine if you can, standing up in the morning, completely healthy, hearty, able to lead tall buildings in a single bound, and that evening being in the hospital totally, completely paralyzed from the neck down. Not an automobile accident, not a spinal injury. It was a rare disease, which I never heard of the day before. It took over my body and rendered me what's called a quadriplegic. Nothing in my body moved from the neck down. I could only communicate by blinking my eyes. I was 144 days in the hospital, two years in a hospital bed. I couldn't turn over by myself. I was four years in a wheelchair. I had braces on both my legs, my hips, my ankles. That was progress. Thank God today I'm able to be vertical and ambulatory with the help of a seven-foot walking wand. So I'm a tripod, not a biped. I can't walk up a stair by myself. I can't walk up a curb by myself. And I've helped 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But you hear my voice. Positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. All because of this one word. Smile. Seeing miracles in life every day. I got to tell you, very funny. A couple of weeks ago, my eight-year-old niece comes over to me and says, Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry, can we spell smile, S-M-I-E-L? I thought about it. Smile, smile, sounds the same. Why not? I asked her, how come? She says, because then it would stand for seeing miracles in everyday life. Out of the mouth of an eight-year-old. But what was she doing? She was creating the kind of world that she wants to live in. Now, CREATE is a wonderful acronym. It stands for Causing Rethinking, Enabling All to Excel. That's right. It's about rethinking what we call a shift in perspective. Now, it's the title of my latest book, O Shift. And we use Scrabble titles to on the front cover. An O and an H, and then an S-H-I, and the F, just a little bit of the line, and then a T. Because in 40-plus years of working with people, I can tell you, 97.2% of all people I work with in the beginning drop the F and shift, and the other stuff happened. You're going to be F and careful with your Fs. So O shift, a slight, just a slight shift in perspective, and the world opens up. And then you can internalize, utilize, and leverage the six most important words you'll ever learn, ever use in your life. And they are choice, not chance, determines your destiny. How you choose to respond in any given situation will not only determine your path in life, but your trajectory. So before we bring on wonderful Soleil, I want to warn her and a lot of other people watching who are new because every week, thank God, we add another 20, 30,000 people because you're always urging your friends and family to listen, and we appreciate that. And all I ask, by the way, is that you go to, you want to learn about Soleil and everything we do, just share this with five people. That's it. You don't have to do it with 50 or 100, 1,000, five people. That way we'll have over a million and a half people listening and tuning in, and pretty soon we'll really make an influence in the world. So just go to my website, www.whatawonderfulworld.barryshore.com, B-A-R-R-Y-S-H-O-R-E, everything about Soleil and about the show will be there, and just share with five people. Give us a great rating on Spotify or wherever you listen to iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, and then 
we'll have a lot of fun because we're going to touch a lot of people. So imagine, <clears throat> I said, we use a lot of four-letter words in my presentation. And I got to tell you, though, the four-letter words, of course, that we use because we live in the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant are love, life, hope, free, gift, play, pray, swim. And I even use the four-letter F-U word because it's fun and the shock value. Now, of course, the four-letter F-U word that we use is fun. Fun, yes, F-U, capital N, capital N. Now, right away, some people raising their hands say, hey, Barry Shaw, Barry Shaw, fun's only spelled with three letters. Not in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and planet is spelled F-U, capital N, capital N. So after the show, when you see your family and friends, you have a twinkle in your eye, a smile on your face, point your finger and tell your family and friends, F-U, everybody, and then they shock, and then now they say, where'd you get that? I say, I listen to Barry Shaw. He wants to teach the world to F-U. Capital N, capital N. And now you have the ability to open up and talk to them about what we're going to be talking about today, which is the hope of the future. The hope of the future. Before we bring on Wonderful Soleil, I'm going to urge everybody to use the two most powerful words in English language three times a day from now forward, the rest of your life. And these two words are, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Imagine you go in the coffee shop, order your fancy latte, sit down, sort of bring and say, thank you. You go to the coffee shop, you order a fancy latte, a couple of minutes go by, nobody brings it. You go to the counter, they say, I'm sorry, we forgot, we're busy. We'll sit down, a couple more minutes go by, somebody brings you, still say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop, it's raining out. Somebody holds the door open for you. You say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop, it's raining, and somebody slams the door on you. You say, thank you. You're late for an appointment, you're stuck in traffic, and somebody cuts you off. You say, Thank you. Get up in the middle of the night and you stub your toe and it hurts. You say, thank you. Thanks stands for to harmonize and nurture kindness. Kind is a fabulous word that stands for keep inspiring noble deeds. And I can't think of anybody, anybody that I'd like to share right now that inspires noble deeds for me than the amazing, wonderful Soleil Levine. Wonderful Soleil, please say hello to 362,819 people around the world. Hello. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That was a wonderful introduction. I just loved listening to that. That was amazing. Well, thank you for being you and agreeing to be here today. And I asked Soleil to be with us today because those of you who are watching will see something. And those of you who are listening, you'll I'll have to tell you. If you're watching, you see Soleil is younger than me by more than half a century. She is chronologically 16. I think um, in terms of her mental acuity and such, she's at least double her age. Uh, and and her SOW is like my SOW. People saying SOW, what are you talking about? Stands for sense of wonder. She's an eight-year-old, as am I. You want to keep it somewhere between six and nine. You don't want to get double digits because then the system comes down on you. And below six, you're still searching stuff. But between six and nine, the sense of wonder is the world is amazing. So the reason I really asked, pleaded, and begged for Soleil to be on the show is because I have a special feeling for the United States of America, as I think it's the greatest beacon of light in the world, ever has been and always will be, I hope. Yet we're going through trying times. And when I spoke with Soleil and see what she does and who she is and her approach to life, it, it just doesn't just give me hope for the future. It says the future is secure. 
You hear that? So I'm just going to tell you three things about Soleil, and then we're just going to rap and have a lot of fun and talk. Uh, one is that I already mentioned, she is chronologically 16 years of age. Number two, she lives with her family, her father, mother, and a younger sister named Summer, and they live in Cody, Wyoming. Now, Cody, Wyoming is much different than um, New Hampshire, Florida, Oregon. <laughs> Cody, <laughs> Wyoming is unique unto itself. And it will, for, for the moment, we're going to call it the heart of ranch land. Now, ranch land is an entire uh, concept in life, but it really applies to living on ranches. And ranches are where things happen. In other words, people have to actually work work hard, and do something with the land that brings an intimate connection that is, in my humble opinion, missing from city life. Now, it always has been. That's just the nature of land, ranch land. So I'm going to begin to speak less and ask uh, Soledad to answer some questions and start talking and giving you that kind of feeling for happiness, good health, wealth, optimism that she displays. So let's just jump right in, wonderful Soleil, and let's talk about the idea, no, not just the idea, the reality of optimism in the pursuit of happiness in you, in young adults, people your age, let's say from the age of 15 up to 21. Where, what do you see? Do you feel any way that it's diminished or you feel no, the world is great, and we're going to make a difference for the good. Hmm. Um, being someone with a positive mindset, I say yes. I'd say we're definitely moving in so many good directions. You know, I'd like to just personally just ignore the ones that haven't um, that haven't lived up to that in their own lives. But honestly, just seeing the people around me and in all the experiences, all the places I've lived, and in Cody, Wyoming specifically. The youth here are just in the most incredible people. I I do really love this age group. And that's shocking coming from other places where that age group used to intimidate me, even coming from someone from that age group, which is so strange to even say. But something very, something is very different about the grit and the love that these kids have here in Cody. And just, they have both the... um, just this passion for a lovely life through hard work that they, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's hopeful here. <laughs> so let, let's go and do a quick riff on exactly that. I think those two words, they're both four letter words, by the way, you know, work is a four letter word ending with K as I like to say, hard work, hard work is actually a remarkable benefit and I think city life does not lend itself as much to the opportunity for hard work as it does in ranch land. I mean, that it seems like an obvious statement, but it, it, please, is it? It's really true, isn't it? It is, and I feel like I can personally say this because I will like to say I did. I did do city life. I lived in um, a couple apartments when I was a lot younger, and I can just visually see the difference in me, not just when I was younger, but when I lived there and then when I was in Cody or in that experience of ranching. And um, I mean, gosh, the people around me that also experienced that, just there's such a shift. And there's that word again, remember? Shift. Yeah. 
<laughs> and you got to keep your F in place so the other stuff happens. Good. Yep. And gosh, it could be the simplest task. I mean, I got, um, we have a fireplace where I live now and God, I love that fireplace. But we had to stack so much wood the other day. It was a bunch of wood. And I remember when I was younger, if I had to do some like hard work tasks, such as unloading the dishwasher when we were in the apartment or whatever, I remember being so peeved about it. <laughs> and the other, the other weekends when I had to stack all that wood with my mom and sister, we had fun. I just didn't even need to think about how it was cold outside or how there was still so much wood left to do. Just there was just this nice rhythm of it. And that comes from being experienced in hard work where it doesn't even bother you anymore as it would bother some people who haven't. And then you get to enjoy it as we did. So this is wonderful. You brought up this great word rhythm, the rhythm of hard work and the rhythm of working together with family, i.e. people you love. In other words, the, your sister Summer is two years younger than you? About 17 months. So you're right okay. there. <laughs> Fine. Okay. So squeeze. So you're very close sisters and your mother. And there dad you. was away or else he would have been working, helping as well. And we're talking mm -hmm. about stacking up wood. We're not talking about um, small pieces of wood. We're talking about logs. You know, these yeah. are. We do this one stacking hay too. There's a lot of stacking out here. <laughs> Okay, right. A lot of stacking going on, which means physically doing something. It's not just pulling a lever and then something else happens. There is the ability or the necessity of wearing gloves, of wearing warm clothing, or actually learning how to layer clothing. I'm going to say this because I think that the, the people would have an idea. Let's just make it up and say that the temperature was 35 degrees. I don't know what it was, but it was probably not far That's away accurate. from that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 35 degrees is just cold. It's not frigid. It's not 20. And it's not 35 with a windshield factor, you know, going down to three below. It's 35 degrees. So it's, it's, it's cold. And the ability to know that you're going to work and by definition, work hard creates perspiration, sweat, right? So you need to know how to layer clothing, not just bundle up. Because if you just bundle up, you might actually not be doing yourself the best favor. So it's a it's it's working in what we'll call the great outdoors and appreciating what it means to work hard, sunshine, and accomplish something. In other words, one of the nice things about stacking wood is that you can actually see, I'm just going to make it up and say, hey, there was a cord or two or three of wood out here, and now some of that's in here where we can use it. And yeah, you can actually yeah. see in the course of a few hours that you did something. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you, and again, we're talking, so I'm just thinking out loud on this. How wonderful it would be if every city kid, or at least a lot of them, could invest some of their most valuable time, let's call it a month, two months, three months, volunteering to work with a family in the mm -hmm. Cody, Wyoming's of the country. Would you think that would make a difference? Would people get a greater feeling for what it means to really get in tune with land and people and the idea of living well? 
Yeah. Oh, most certainly. Most certainly. And I honestly, I can say this as well because I've gotten to see kids do this. I um, I help out at his little summer camp over the summer. And I love how you said that specific age group of like seven to nine. That's like my favorite age group there. Those, the most adorable kids. And some of them are definitely from the city and it's a very rural-ish camp. And we make them do some harder work. I mean, they learn how to, you know, pick up their own stuff as they, I taught some kids how to tie their shoes. I taught others how to rake up pine cones. And even though it wasn't super hard physical work, I could still like see how they let, they just kind of light up and it starts to connect for them. And they feel proud when they see this giant stack of pine cones that they did. They're like, oh my gosh, we did that. It's just, I love that. And I love seeing that in kids. And I, let's be blunt. I, I think it's, difficult to get that same kind of visceral experience when you're on social media and you're making a post, you know, it's, there is the reality of touching physical stuff and making a difference really has um, a great deal to do with the human psyche. By the way, um, we're going to do something. Time goes by so fast when you're having great fun with you. So we're going to go and and have a a quick, just a brief break from people who love us. That's why they put their products there. We wouldn't offer these products unless we thought they were of value to you. We're going to have a brief break. We'll be right back with more wonderful Soleil after this brief message. Don't go away because this is great for you. Be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, everybody. You know me, Barry Shore, and you know my story. Standing up in the morning, able to leave tall buildings in a single bound that night, being in the hospital, totally, completely paralyzed. Talk about a change of life. I was faced with lots of issues, difficulties, paths forward, if there was to be one. And I'm here to tell you that Finding advice from professional people makes all the difference, certainly in my life. And I would urge everybody to consider doing so in your life. And if you've ever had the opportunity to find someone or some two people that are really matched up with you, then you know it makes a difference. I urge you to consider using better help. Better help. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill in a brief questionnaire, I've done it, to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. This is your opportunity to make a difference and become the best you possible. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash joy of living today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com forward slash joy of living. Betterhelp, H E L P.com forward slash joy of living. Best wishes. Bye now. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved immortal beings and good-looking people. Maybe you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. We found good in abundance. Her name is Soleil Levine, and she lives in Cody, Wyoming, and she's sharing with us this true 
understanding of what it means to be able to live closer to the land and therefore open up your physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. How do you like that, wonderful Soleil? Is that an accurate statement by living closer to the land? That's perfect. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, and I would just, if we could just shake all people from the city who are, let's say, the ages of 7 to 9 or 9 to 13, 13 to 17, 17 to, to 21, and and then encourage and enable people to invest even something as small as three months on a ranch land experience, I think that it would give people an appreciation for the idea of hard work as something to be looked forward to. What do you think about that? I definitely, yes, I think it would be something to look forward to. And um, when we pause for a second, I remembered a word my dad used to tell me when I was a kid, uh, the evil word of instant gratification, which is all over the place these days. And it's especially, it's just infected kids. And I will say it definitely infected me. I mean, through video games, social media, whatever it may be. And there's something about hard work and inevitably how much time it takes. And then seeing that end result. And it's so much more gratifying than just the stupid click of a button. And I think that would be another huge lesson to be learned by those kids if they came. And I also know that a lot of ranchers would love the help. <laughs> yes, this is something wonderful. And I'm, I need to explore more about this because... <clears throat> The IG, the instant gratification, is very seductive. It does give a, an adrenaline rush. And the only difficulty with it is you need to increase that gratification more and more because it's so ephemeral. That's a wonderful word. I think you're familiar with it. But those people who aren't, E-P-H-E-M-E-R-A-L, ephemeral, it means that it's fleeting. It goes away very quickly. Interestingly enough, with hard work, and again, stacking hay or wood or or you know plowing a field or doing something, you can actually look back and wipe the sweat from your brow and say, wow, look at that. Look, look what I did. Look what we did and accomplish something, especially, let's say, I'll make it up and say it's the summertime, not the winter, even though you're going into winter now, and you're plowing yeah. field. And then laying down seed maybe another week later and then watering and then potentially by the end of a summer, see a crop actually come up. Because part of what happens with people who live in a city is that if you ask city folk, I am a city folk, but I know this because <laughs> thank God I've, I've actually made time to live in the country. If you ask city folk, where does food come from? It's very hard for them to know, other than intellectually, that food doesn't come from a grocery store. You see, when where you live, you can actually see food being grown. Am I correct? Oh, yes. I, Especially personally, I think that is just such an essential to see where it's all came from. I'll never forget the day that I actually um, had a whole meal of everything that I had produced or bought or butchered we had our steer that we butchered that fall we made a steak and we had potatoes from our neighbor's garden (laughs) and we had nice like diced vegetables all from the garden too i remember sitting and looking at that plate and i knew that we both like we 
everyone sweated for this meal. Like we worked hard to get here. We fed the steer. We bought the steer. We kept it alive for a year. And we put all that in. And I know with my neighbors, I mean, gosh, we weeded. We put the seeds in. We had to cover them when the frost came. So everything stayed nice and toasty. It didn't die on us. And then when it all came down to that nice little meal, it I think it might be the most delicious thing I ever tasted. Better than any five-star restaurant because I knew where it came from and I knew what was put into it. I'm going to wax and talk about God for a moment. Go for it. <laughs> because everything you just described, and I'm, I'm looking at that plate and seeing it, it moves one to be thankful or at least recognition of thankfulness. And whether I don't care if you say, I don't believe in God, you believe in God. I don't believe anybody doesn't believe in God. That's a different story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is the the mechanism that there's the produce from a from earth to think about that. Even the steer. I mean, let's be blunt. Yep. <laughs> the steer comes from the earth because what does it do? It eats hay, you know, which is grown by what? Sunshine and water. That's it. And then yep. this thing. This steer grows and grows and grows inside. And, and you Very see big. it, you know it. And it gets big. And again, with the potatoes and the broccoli or the, anything that's there. But you know that it's coming from the earth. And if you can't be thankful for that and cause a recognition, again, we'll use God as the, the, the term, then you'll never be moved by almost anything. You, it's hard to be in love and feel that emotion if you can't get emotional about what the food on your plate in front of you. I'd like to talk about the steer for the moment because uh, I think that it's a very difficult mindset for a lot of people, uh, especially, let's say, your, your age group. Your age group, you and Summer, let's say from 15 to 21. There's a, a movement for people who say, I, I want to be vegan. Fine, that's your choice. Not even a question. But let's be blunt. <clears throat> animal food, animal protein, is a very important part of a human's diet. You know, you might be able to get other things. Let's not argue the point. But let's take a look at the steer. I mean, you may remember a steer when it was first born and then see it grow. So when a steer first emerges from the mother's womb, uh, let's say within a matter of hour or so, it's up and walking around. Isn't that correct? It is. Yeah, I can uh, attest to this. I've seen it happen many times. We it's called calving, and it's a very long process. I went and helped my neighbor with it. We had to stay up and watch. <laughs> and really, how long does calving take? On, so it can take. Gosh, I think several months because it really depends on when they have been bred. But the annoying part is, is when it's too, when it gets kind of cold and there's also some incidences that can happen with a birth. So you have to be able to stay up and watch and be vigilant because I'm mean, goodness, it sounds terrible to say, but not only are they, you know, their lives, but it's also money. It's very expensive. We won't even beat around the bush there. And so uh, I mean, every cat wants to live. That, I wanted you to bring that out. We're talking about animal, let's say, the mother giving birth. So let's say that the mother cow is worth, I'll pick a number because I'm a city boy. What do I know? Uh, $5,000. I don't know if that's accurate or not. A little is bit that... of expensive cow, but it could, it could happen. <laughs> right. So it's yeah, real money. Right. Yeah. It's real money. So and when for the a lot calf... of these people, it's a lot of money. 
let's be blunt, that is. So when the calf emerges, that calf now, right, first of all, you want it to be alive, it's very nice, big doe eyes and things like that, but it also has a monetary value. You know, it could grow up, let's call it a, a male, it's going to go to be a steer, and that steer is going to weigh, how much does a steer weigh when, it, when it's big? When it's big? Oh, gosh, it varies. But I know my sister's is about, I won't even say a number because I know I'm going to get it wrong. I'll consult Summer later and I'll tell you later. But goodness, they get very heavy. And especially when you send it to auction, their price is determined by their weight. So it, that's also very essential. Not that they should be too fat, but it's a whole it's a whole system. And I really wish I could have Summer who knows. Okay, well, let, let's so just stay for the moment. <laughs> let's, let's make it up. And let's say that it's 1,500 pounds. I'm just, Perfect. just making Call it that. Okay. And it's it's not 10 cents a pound. I mean, we're talking about a dollar, two dollars, three dollars a pound because let's be blunt, the steer is at auction to be bought, to be brought to market. Let's use words. It's going to be slaughtered and it's going to be cut up into meat. So obviously, by definition, not all 1,500 pounds gets used for meat. You know, maybe 70% of that, again, using number called a thousand pounds, but that that's called, you know, beef on the hoof, as they used to say. Aren't you, <laughs> yes. Are you impressed that I knew that? Oh, yeah. Let it go. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a city boy, but I know something. So you have that that whole process, like you said, because you have on your farm, uh, your ranch, not a farm, ranch. I think dad said you have about 10 head of cattle or something, 10 steer. How many do you have? We keep more like six on hand because we have about two that go for 4-H and then four that we tend to slaughter and then well for ourselves and we sell to friends and family at a nice discount. Okay, so slaughter, again, you know, people need to hear all this stuff because this is real. Oh, You're sorry, have, I didn't catch my words. <laughs> no, no, let, let's talk about it because that is meat that you're going to enjoy for the family and be, you know, it it's good, wholesome beef that is as fresh as could possibly be. You can't get it any fresher, any more tasty. Then you can't get this stuff in the supermarket, as in, in essence. And so, I mean, dad is not the one who's going to slaughter the cow or the cow. I mean, the steer. You bring it to a professional. Now, yes. have you ever seen, have you ever seen it done? I have not. I have not. But my dad has seen it done, and it is quite a process. Oh my goodness. I can't even imagine. I mean, I can I can imagine, but I can't. You know, one at the yeah. same time, but I faint probably, but then again, I pick up, I have to see it. <laughs> but it, it's important. Again, this goes to ranch land. This goes to understanding the 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 richness of the soil, the loam, the the whole process of everything that's growing, because it's not just things that grow like we think, like you said, potatoes or cauliflower or wheat and such. Animals grow. They may not be stuck to the earth, but they grow because they're utilizing what's there to be able to nourish and then to produce. And in this case, to produce meat, not just to be look pretty and go, it's great to go to 4-H, but that's the same steer that goes to 4-H could be on your t kitchen table. And Dining it table. is, yeah. <laughs> right. Which is a very interesting relationship. Let's say Summer has 
some is involved with 4-H, some is raising, helping raise this and, you know, beautiful code and taking care of it. And at the same time, she's understanding, well, you can't just fall in love and make say, you know, we're never going to dispatch this because that that's just not real. So there's a, the ability for people that live in ranch land to have much deeper feelings about life and the transitions of life, I think, than people who live in the city. Is that fair to say? I completely agree. I really wish that more city kids, as we call them, could talk to some 4-H kids, just the most down-to-earth, fascinating humans. I love talking to them as well. And they just, they, God, they put all this love and care into their creatures. And then you see them as they inevitably know where it's going. And they have this most incredible mindset about it. And they go into the next year with the same renewed passion for it. They'll get another lamb or another steer or another hog. And it's they're going to make it the best best year it could possibly be. Same as they did the year before, even knowing where it's going to go. And it's just they have this idea that what comes around kind of goes around. It's all going to start over again just as it began the first time it ends. And it comes back around again. And I, I love that. And I know a lot of people would say, "Is like, oh, that sounds brutal and terrifying. It's really, it's really not. And then, I, I think it's, on the yeah. contrary, it's, it's, the, it's, you said it so beautifully. It, it gives you an appreciation for the rhythm of life that you yes. can't get anywhere. You can't get that rhythm of life if some, you walk into a supermarket and you pick up a, a steak and it's, it says it weighs four pounds, point four point eight two pounds. It costs so much money. You put it in the cart and you bring it home. You fry. It. There's, there's no relationship. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no. There's nothing other than well, this tastes good or doesn't. Whatever. You you can't get the kind of passion in life which people are searching for. I, I call it a map. Finding your map. I'd like you to actually talk about this because map is a great acronym that stands for meaning and purpose. Mm. And I think that that is what is, I wouldn't say missing, it's it's too glib. Meaning and purpose is what everybody searches for, when, no matter where you live, whether you live in the city, or you live in the ranch, in the country, whatever, everybody is searching for meaning and purpose, especially at the age of 16 plus minus. Oh, yeah. Yet it, it seems to me that meaning and purpose are much more tangible, accessible and real in ranch land than in an urban environment. Uh, just as an observation, but I'd rather have your thoughts though, not mine. Hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I definitely would agree with that. Um, sorry, I'm trying to think of how to phrase. And it is different seeing it as especially because I always feel bad as a country kid. I wouldn't even really call myself that because I feel bad saying that the other city kids when I've also been there and I've seen that. And then that transition and seeing the difference between the two and knowing that both sides could benefit from learning from the other. And I've even met some country kids that kind of are cruel to the way that you say city kids. I know that when I first came here, there was definitely some stigmas about, oh, they're from Oregon. Oh, they're from Portland. It's like, oh, they don't know anything about this. Little did they know that I also lived on a small ranch when I was back in Bend, Oregon. 
And there's just, there's so much difference in class between the two that I wish the two could talk to each other more openly, if you know what I mean. Okay, so this is wonderful. Is there, <clears throat> are there any organizations or groups or anything like that that allows for, let's say, city kids and country kids to talk? Is there a, just like 4-H is mostly for, you know, country people. Um, are there any organizations or any groups that are trying to say, hey, city kids, here's some country kids. Maybe you want to talk to each <laughs> other? Because now with social Not, media, it could be available. It could be. And I, I believe it's somewhere out there. I just cannot name a name. But um, if they are out there, I salute you. I'm very <laughs> proud of what you're doing. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to ask a, a probing question. How much time do you think you spend on social media and on your phone on a daily basis? I know you're going to say too much time. Okay, fine. Leave that aside. How much time do you spend, do you think, on your phone and social media, uh, given all the other things that you have to do? I mean, because they're things that you have to do. Um, you know, that's kind of the funny thing is I would say definitely too much time. But when we get in that busyness of especially around summer with Forge and whatever, I don't have time for it. There's the complete opposite effect. I'm too busy for it. Whereas I feel like other times, like definitely winter, I'd say it amps up there a little bit because things start to slow down. I'm like, I don't even need to take care of the chickens as much because they're just bundled up in their coop and they want nothing to do with the snow outside. And so it definitely inches up during the winter. But I mean, during the summer when we're doing that sort of stuff or calving or whatever it is, I don't have time for my phone. I've missed calls such before. Or if I'm at work when I used to work at the bookstore, I'd be like, sorry, I am I can't answer or I can't scroll. It's like, I, I don't have the time. So <laughs> interesting. I find that a lot of people around here have that issue as well. So summertime, and it's, let's call it, it's not just three months. It may be four or five months in the whole experience of summer is so the 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 necessity for doing things around the ranch and involved with other helping other people and such is such that there is really no time other than for you to say you know I'm going to actually invest some time in reading right now because um, exactly. that's my downtime <laughs> in other words my social media is reading it is. is that fair to say <laughs> It is. It totally is. And I feel like I'm going to sound almost pompous saying that. Not that I read the most um, intellectually. I love if fantasy and whatever. Reading. Whatever reading is great. Right. Yes. And I honestly, I can even remember when I used to work at the bookstore, when it was too busy during tourist season, wouldn't even be thinking about my phone. It's like, I would love to sit in the back with my book that I brought right now. <laughs> Okay. Or at night before I go to bed, I'm like, I'm going to get two more chapters in. And then before I know it, it's midnight and I'm 10 chapters deep. Oh, I love it. So, okay. <laughs> we're, we're going, we have, thank God we have um, opportunity to for you to uh, patronize these wonderful sponsors that we have. So we're going to be right back with more Soleil. I mean, this is just so upbeat and uplifting. I love you, Soleil. We'll be right back. Aww, after I love you message. And um, please patronize these people because they're great and they're good for you. Be right back. Good day, everybody. Oh, something special for you. Amazing. Sometimes a great notion comes into the world and changes, causes a shift that benefits everyone. Isn't that wonderful? 
everyone benefits. This time it's called Einstein Cares. That's right, like Albert Einstein. EinsteinCares.com. E-I-N-S-T-E-I-N-C-A-R-E-S. EinsteinCares.com. Go there and sign up to be aware of when the site launches. Because guess what this site is all about? Its mission is to give $1 billion to charity without costing any giver a penny. Okay, I'm going to say it again. The mission is to give $1 billion to charity without costing any giver a penny. And it's based upon something everybody loves to do. Shop, have fun, give money at no cost. Go to EinsteinCares.com. That's EinsteinCares.com. And register now so that when the site launches, you will be amongst the first to know about it. So you can shop, earn money, and give money at no cost. What a wonderful world to even be thinking about these things. EinsteinCares.com. Do it today. You'll thank me. And you know you love thanking me. Best wishes. Bye now. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Maybe a good-looking show is looking for and finding the good. Our cup runneth over with good. Her name is Soleil Levine. She lives in Cody, Wyoming, and we're just discussing all kinds of wonderful things about being close to the land, ranch land, talking about real-life animals that are raised and then utilized to help to feed, and the ability to get in touch with that, true feelings. And now we're talking about, well, let's ask this kind of, we'll ask it this way. Let's talk about the importance of being yourself. The importance of being yourself, wonderful (laughs) Soleil. Lay it on us, kid. Talk to us. What does it mean to be true to yourself? Oh, gosh, I love this question, mostly because there's so many movies and TVs and whatever you want to like throw at it, especially towards kids about, oh, be yourself. And what's terrible about that is most often it comes with this be yourself, but and that's terrible. I hate that because especially I remember middle school, I wouldn't call myself a particularly popular person. I love I liked what I liked. And um, unfortunately, what I liked didn't go with the popularness you know I loved theater I loved books I was kind of a nerd and nerd came with this terrible negative stigma of just like oh they're strange but when we see these all these movies and tv shows they say like oh be yourself but when we try to be ourselves we get this negative flashback especially from other kids of oh but yourself is not good enough I think it is essential to be whatever you want to be as yourself like what you like whatever hobbies you want to indulge in, especially as you might say, it's kind of weird being in the country and liking what I like. I mean, I'm off to school to be a cosmetologist. You say like, oh, well, she works with cows. How can she go on to do hair? You can do both. I really don't understand what there is against doing both. And I've met so many kids here that have that mindset, no matter where they are or where they came from, they want to be whoever they want to be. And I think that is the essential, no matter how cheesy it may sound. (laughs) Well, I love it that it is nerdy and cheesy and wonderful and that you are because we love you. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about school. First of all, how far away is school 
from where you live? Is it a 10-minute ride, a 20-minute ride, a half-hour ride? Do you walk three miles through the snow every day and that kind of stuff? <laughs> I know people who do. I was actually homeschooled. I recently graduated about August. But um, right about from where I'm at to get to town, it's about 27 minutes. And so most of the people or the kids I know that live out here with me and do go to school, they drive about 30 minutes to get there, you know, in the snow or whatever. So, yes. And what's even stranger is I'm not even at the end of the road. I have some neighbors right next to me who used to live at what we call the end of the South Fork out here. And they had about an hour drive if they were to go there. But they had an even smaller school because they had to go halfway. So it's it's quite a haul from out here. <laughs> OK, so that's interesting um, because I'm fascinated by this idea. <clears throat> is there a bus that comes by and picks people up or it's up to every parent to bring kids to school? So you got to get to the, most parents have to take their kids to the end of the road and they'll get to the main road that is South Fork. And that's where the kids will get picked up. But the bus only goes so far. So some of those kids that are way, way out there, they either, I mean, are homeschooled because, I mean, it just is not even. So is there a lot of homeschooling that goes on? Ooh, so Leigh, we just, she's frozen for the moment. Um, hopefully she'll get unfrozen. So Leigh, can you see that we're frozen? And uh, let me see. Oh, there you are. Back? You're back again. Yeah, now we're back. Good. Uh, okay. So is is there a lot of homeschooling that goes on in the area? There is. There is a lot of homeschoolers out here. And not even just because of the distance. For a lot of people, that is the issue. But some people just prefer it. Uh, how many kids? You're in high school now, I take it, right? 16. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how many kids total in the high school? Oh, I think it's about two, three hundred. I have never been to the high school myself, and I only know a couple broad oh, numbers. Wait, you're not in high school yet? No, I already graduated. And since I was homeschooled, I never went to the actual building. So I, I don't know how many wait are there. So at 16, you already graduated high school? Yes. Oh, that's interesting because I thought most people graduate at the age of 17 or closer or older than that. Okay, that's wonderful. So you never actually went, but even in Cody, the, the high school has, let's say, two to 300 kids. So it's not it's not 40 or 50. Because, I mean, Cody, you're actually adjacent to, um, uh, what do you call, what's the name of the park? Um, Yellowstone. Yellowstone, duh, I just, that was just a test. I was just testing, want to make sure you know. So Yellowstone <laughs> is, I mean, you are, Cody is the town adjacent to Yellowstone. It is, so, yep. I, so I assume that in the summertime, Cody swells in population, let's say from 10,000 to 30 or 40,000, just because people are coming to Yellowstone. Get a lot of tourists. <laughs> yes. And it's a nice halfway point to kind of stop at. We get a lot of those big tour buses that come through. So, yeah. And how close to the entrance of Yellowstone is Cody? About an hour, a little bit of an hour. So um, the presumption is that you've actually been to Yellowstone a number of times. And yet maybe because you're there, you don't go. Is that true? Do you go? <laughs> 
that is my issue yes <laughs> i've been several times and now when i i get some people that would come into the store be like oh my gosh i've saved up all this money over all my life to go see it i'm like i feel terrible i feel like i should be going there every day of the summer <laughs> but I, just, I don't make it up that often it's, but it is beautiful i do recommend that people and, and just to get a sense, um, when you're talking about the winter, are we talking about um, three feet of snow for several months and temperatures in the teens? Or is it that not that much snow and the temperature is cold, but it's not terrible? You know, it's kind of weird. We've gotten a lot of early snow this year, but I remember the last couple of years we haven't like i haven't had a white christmas here yet like not like a white white christmas however it gets freezing here we had a negative 45 day last year that was probably the coldest i think i've ever been and it's so windy so just i mean it's freezing and then there's wind chill so we don't so much get like snow but our drifts are not fun <laughs> so yeah, so just it's quite cold. possible. It's quite possible that when it gets really cold, that people don't go out of the house for a day or two or three. Yeah, definitely possible, and most people would sympathize with that. <laughs> well, it's great for reading. All the book clubs would be canceled. It is. It is. <laughs> and it's great because you brought in the wood. You know, in the right time, right? You brought in the wood now. So, I mean, let's be blunt. Even though there's central heating, it's also good to have the the fire in the fireplace with this great wood and such. And, by the way, is that wood that's grown on your property? No, it is not. But it is from friends of ours. Oh, so you truck in the wood from somebody else and you have these stacks of wood and that's it's there, and it's all cut up into logs. I say, I assume about four feet long and about two feet high, and whatever it is, and they're they're great for uh, burning. Yeah, thankfully we get ours. These people are so nice. We actually get them chopped into kind of you know like two feet long, like nice logs. But we get like I don't know if you've ever seen a dump trailer, but they're massive. We get one of those full of wood. Wow, this is so amazingly wonderful. I'm just, again, I am truly honored and humbled that you're making the time because it is a, a difficult time in America. Let's be blunt. There are a lot of kids, not, let's not call them kids, young adults between the ages of 15 and 19 who are looking for meaning and purpose and they're grabbing onto anything that may give them a sense of having meaning and purpose. And sometimes those things are very negative stuff that are, they're anti ideas mm -hmm. as opposed to positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. Again, like I think like 4-H is a very positive process. Um, learning how to work hard is a positive process. Simply protesting and complaining that something is racist or this or that is a negative process and doesn't bring benefit to the human condition. Whereas what we're talking about with ranch land, and again, it's, you can't make the blanket statement that everybody's like this, but in ranch land where it does demand, literally demand hard work, there is a 
opportunity to recognize that life is far more interesting, shall we say, than uh, the complaint of the month. Whether it's, again, it's it's too easy to talk about, well, racism is endemic or this person does this and this one hates this and there's a MAGA versus Democrat. Who has time for that? We're, We're busy working. You know, we 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 prefer yeah, we prefer you know values. We prefer God-based ideas. We prefer understanding that the Bible is either the Word of God or at least it's a great guide, <laughs> better than you know anything that you can find on the internet today. Just say, well, look what I found here. This is the best way to live because it's not going to be there in six months or a year or two. And and that's really what happens in a place like Cody. Is that correct? It is. Yes. Oh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm not going to give up on some idea of how do we enable city people to come and invest three months of their life in working on a ranch. It's just something that could be done. I don't know about the younger, um, that younger age group. I know that'd definitely be harder to do, but I have met a lot of people out here that, I mean, gosh, I, one of them I'm thinking about came from Texas, Austin, Texas, and they randomly looked up and they found this ranch gig that someone needed a ranch manager down here to just kind of help around with stuff during the summer. They came for what they thought would be four months and they never left and they love it here now. So I genuinely meet it when these places say that they want help. They need help. And if you feel like that would be the best thing for you and that you can do that, I guarantee you, you can. It'd be a great opportunity for both of you. Wonderful, Soleil. This is, you're you're warming my heart and giving, again, hope for the future, not just the United States, because as the United States goes, so goes the the world. You see, we are a beacon Mm -hmm. unto the world. That is the purpose of America. What happens here can be brought to the rest of the world. That's why it's so important to be positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. Uh, Our time is coming to a close, I'm sorry to say. I have three questions for you. Are you ready? All right, fair way. (laughs) First question, will you come back again? Almost certainly, if you'll have me. (laughs) Absolutely, that's number one. Number two, now you only have 80 seconds to answer this question. You ready? Soleil Levine. Okay. (laughs) What is your most fervent desire? Oh, goodness. It's going to sound a little silly, but I'm going to tell a small story. I promise I'll be quick. When I first got here, I made some really great friends that I'm still really close to, and they had horses. And I love riding horses. If you've never rode a horse in your life, you really need to go do that. And at least once a week, I swear, I'd ride with her down to this woman we called Grandma Donna. She wasn't my grandma, but everyone called her Grandma Donna. And we got to visit her and pick apples, and she'd tell us these sweet stories and about her love for God. And then we'd ride back. And I knew from that moment that I wanted to be when I'm some old lady. (laughs) I just want to be able to be the person that can 
spread joy throughout their life, no matter what I'm doing. And the sort of person that when I do reach that age, that people can come to me and they can call me Grandma Donna. And you know, in that way that you just invite that warmth and that love in your life and make people feel welcome and like they're in a family, like she did for me. Oh, I'm gonna get teared just thinking of her. <laughs> um, that I suppose that would be my deepest want in life is to be someone's um, Grandma Donna. That is absolutely wonderful. Joy, by the way, is a wonderful acronym which fits you perfectly. It stands for Journey of You. That's what joy is, Journey mm. of You. And so my third question to you, wonderful Soleil, is may I give you a hug in front of 366,819 people around the world? Let me tell you what hug stands for. Ready? Hug oh stands my gosh, yes. Okay, well, hug stands for heartfelt, unlimited giving. Heartfelt, unlimited giving. Are you ready? The count of three. One, two, three. And you've been listening to, of course, oh. The Joy of Living with your humble host, Barry Shore, and our amazing, wonderful guest, Soleil Levine. And remember, on this show, we talk about the three fundamentals of life, and they are life. Your life has purpose. And when you lead a purpose-driven life, you go mad. That's mad. Make a difference in life. And the third a fundamental is to uncover the power and the sequence of everyday words and terms. And the result is you'll be happier, healthier, and wealthier. Remember, www, what a wonderful world. Smile, seeing miracles in life every day, or as my eight-year-old niece says, seeing miracles in everyday life. Create the kind of world you want to live in, like Soleil does, causing rethinking, enabling all to excel. And you cause a little bit of a shift in your perspective. Keep that F in place so the other stuff happens. A shift in perspective, and then you'll be able to internalize, utilize, and leverage the six most important words you'll ever know. Choice not chance determines your destiny. Choice, not chance determines your destiny. How you choose to respond in any given situation will enable you to choose your path and the trajectory. Use four-letter words like love, life, hope, free, gift, play, praise, swim. F you, everybody, capital N, capital N. That's the four-letter F you word. So after the show, remember, point your finger, family and friends say, F you, everybody. Remember to add right away, capital N, capital N. Where'd you get that? I listened to Barry Shore, and he wants to teach the world to F you, capital N, capital N, because he had on Amazing Soleil, and she wants to share the joy of Ranchland with everybody, everybody. You need to learn to get on a horse and to ride around, and to taste the fresh food that comes from the ground, and to see what it means to have livestock, and to touch and feel and smell the earth when it's in loaming. It's just wonderful to see calving and realize where things really come from, and utilize the two most valuable and important words and powerful words in English language three times a day from now and the rest of your life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks stands for to harmonize and network kindness. To harmonize and network kindness. So a blessing from Soleil and Barry is go forth, live exuberantly, spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. Go mad. Go make a difference. Soleil, don't go away. Okay? <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Joy of Living Podcast. Now that's another step towards your healthier, happier, and wealthier life. Never hesitate to do good in the world, no matter what the situation. Join us for another upbeat discussion next time at VeryShore.com. And be sure to leave a rating and subscribe to the show to get more conversations like this. And remember to share it with your family and friends too. See you on the next episode.